It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there and welcome to Your Utah. This is Taylor Powers here with Ethan Millard bringing you all things on the Wasatch Front. And today we have a very special guest with us. We have Tyler Tippett, who is the chairman of the Firewise Committee. And Firewise is a great program that is producing all fire safety, fire prevention, and they're doing it right here in Emigration Canyon and they're actually getting an award on Saturday, this Saturday, May 20th, and there's going to be a big event. So, Tyler, why don't you tell us a bit about FireWise and what it is and kind of, you know, how you guys are receiving this award. Okay, so FireWise is a national program sponsored by the Department of the Interior, the National Foresters uh, Group, and the uh, U.S. Forest Service. Started in 2002 with initial 20 communities. And the concept of FireWise is how to be FireWise in your community, meaning don't burn. How to protect your home, your property, how to do simple things to mitigate the chances of your home burning. And Now, there's a, and there's a lot of information and a lot of things that homeowners can do. And I think people are kind of unaware of some of the things. And, you know, you live in a mountain community. A lot. Uh, we have a lot of mountain communities up and down the Wasatch Front for whom this FireWise program really is particularly applicable because they're under a seasonal threat from wildfires that could burn down their whole house. But, you know, it, it occurs to me, though, that a lot of the tips, a lot of the fire tips that you guys use in the mountain communities, they can also apply further down in the valleys because we just saw a, uh, a two-home blaze – over here on the west side of Salt Lake, two historic homes went up like a box of matches. And when you look at the pictures of the homes, there was debris, there was old growth on the ground, junk piled up between the homes, and that fire just went so quick. And, you know, those fire-wise principles apply both the city and the, and the mountains, don't they? Well, Ethan, you hit it right on the head. Um, the basic principles of fire-wise, again, being wise about fire, is to do the simple things. Clean the dead fall between your house and your property will help a lot. Cleaning uh, your gutters out uh, from the dead leaves and pine needles. Keeping a barrier free of anything that burns three feet around your home. Those are simple little things that everybody can do, whether you're down here in the city or like us up in Immigration Canyon, where we have a lot of growth, we have a lot of deadfall, and simple things like that will make a huge difference of making your home more resistant to a fire rolling through your community and affecting you. And I guess you mentioned, as we were kind of getting ready, you mentioned how you we sometimes see those uh, those overhead images of, of communities hit by wildfires, and there will be a couple of homes that are saved. And you you think to yourself, well, why did the firefighters choose to save only those homes? But it's not necessarily the firefighters. Those those were homes that took good precautions mm-hmm. and saved themselves. Exactly. So you hit, again, spot on. I'm, I'm going to bring you to Firewise and let you do my speech. <laughs> uh, is that by preparing, you greatly improve your chances of surviving. 
And most firefighters will tell you a story about firebrands. Firebrands are the little embers that blow. They can blow for miles. And you can have a row of houses all burn and then have one survive. That is the one that is most likely gone through and cleaned the gutters out. Yeah. Cleaned all the valleys and the roof out. Cleaned all the deadfall of their property. It's not a guarantee, but you have made great steps in the right direction of surviving. And when the fire department shows up to go fight fires, they do do an evaluation of homes. And sometimes they do have to make that decision of, I can't defend that home, but I can defend these. Why? Because they've done all the things that have been asked to, even though they're simple, they've done them. And it's unfortunate, but they'll have to make that decision because you've got to save the greater good over the one you know is going to burn. Well, and those embers, so I guess, and, and you can tell me, whether this is the case, but you know, you have those floating embers, and I can picture in my mind exactly what you're talking about. So I guess if they land on just a regular shingle roof, they're going to basically go out. They're probably not going to melt through and light those asphalt shingles on fire. But if they land on a part of the shingles where you've got pine needles built up, well, and piled the perfect, up on yeah, the, the shingles. The, the perfect fuel for them, let's draw you a little image here, is the home has got cedar shake shingles. Mm-hmm. Say that three times. <laughs> Cedar shake singles that haven't been treated, yeah. five years old or older, and you've got pine needles and dead leaves sitting on there. And one of those embers, they call them firebrands, can travel miles in mm-hmm. the right wind, lands on there, sits there for a while, and starts a fire versus the home that's gone out and put a tin roof on or has brand new asphalt shingles or – has gone out there and cleaned the valleys out, cleaned the gutters out. There's a huge difference. Yeah. But does that make you glad to live in the city, Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I also live in an apartment, so if one person screws up, I'm, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, the, the whole thing goes. Yeah. It's an old building, all wood. <laughs> the whole thing will go up. I've got, I've, yeah. I pulled up the website, firewise.org. A lot of good information there. A lot of really good information, including some information not just on clearing out the uh, clearing out the you know the debris and things like that, but are there actual firewise plants? Like, is there like a planting method? There is. There there actually is. Um, and I'm not the guy to get into that part of it because I'm I'm still learning this. Uh, it's it's one of those things, the deeper you dig, the more you find out you don't know. Yeah. And all you have to do is keep it simple. Do the simple things. But there are. There, there is actually the, – the, the website you've referred to is great because it will actually tell you what plants are more successful, susceptible to burning and mm-hmm. which ones are more fire-resistant. Yeah. And the easy rule of thumb is if it's green leaf, takes a lot of moisture to keep green, it's less likely to burn. Yeah. You got the old pine tree out there that's been out there forever mm-hmm. and it's more brown than it is green. Oh yeah, that's going to go up like a match. Yeah. <laughs> like someone's Christmas tree in their living room when, exactly. it, when it lights on exactly. fire. Exactly. Which like just boggles danger. my mind that that's still a tradition. <laughs> right? Christmas tree. Bringing tinder into your home yeah. and putting and building the fire next to it. And putting lights on it. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, you know, and today with you can put, you know, the nice little LED lights, yeah, you know, yeah. they don't cause heat, they don't have problems. Yeah. You know, but I I remember as a kid candles on a Christmas tree. <laughs> My parents have these old and they still use them every year the 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 big fat bulbs. Oh, you can stand back and feel the heat. Oh my god. Oh yeah. And oh, I, I and I used to see how long I used to go around and see which colors I could still touch. You know, cuz the different colors <laughs> yeah, different heat. had different temperature yep. and so yep. I, it, and some of them you could touch and the others you couldn't. It was they were just oh, yeah. too too hot. 
But all right, so firewise.org is a great website that kind of reviews all the information the program has. Uh, the uh, emigration neighborhood right up here on the north side of Salt Lake City, you guys have a really active Firewise committee. You're very engaged Firewise community, and you're receiving an award. That and is correct. You're having a big, big event. Yeah, so fighting the whole program. So what, what we're going to do, let's grab a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll go through the event because you're inviting the whole community. And it's a great time to get to know your neighbors if you're up in that area, but also uh, learn a lot about fire prevention. If you're in another mountain community or maybe you live up in the foothills and you just you just want to make sure that your property is as safe as possible. So we'll bring you all those details when we come back. Welcome back to Your Youth. I'm Ethan Millard. I've got Taylor Powers here, as always, and we have a guest in studio, Tyler Tippett. He is with the Immigration Community Council. He chairs the Firewise Committee, and we want to congratulate you. We know that your community is receiving a major award from the Firewise program and the organizations that are involved. What What's the award you're winning? Well, uh, Firewise has been around now for uh, 15 years. And we were one of the initial 20 communities when the program started. There are now 1,400 of these communities nationwide. But out of the original 20 communities, there's only nine left. There are two of them here in the state of Utah. Uh-huh. We are one of those two, Immigration Canyon. So the uh, groups that sponsor FireWise, the National Foresters, the uh, Forestry Service, and the Department of the Interior is – presenting us an award for our 15 years of being a FireWise community, which is a huge accomplishment because the lady that ran the program before me, bless her heart, you know, was wore many hats to get us to here. And so this year we're going to uh, turn it into an open house to celebrate the fact that we've made 15 years and hopefully teach more people about Firewise. Yeah. So it's going to be a big event at Camp Costopolis this year, Saturday from 9 to noon. Uh, Ruth Diner is actually doing the breakfast. Nice. So uh, it's, you know, everybody in the community in the canyon getting together and learning about Firewise. We have the different organizations that support our community. Unified Fire will be there. The Wildland Fire Service will be there. The Forest Service will be there. Unified Police Department will be there. And for the kids... Smokey Bear will be there. Nice. We also have Sergeant Siren from UPD. So, you know, bring the kids, uh, autographs, pictures. We will also have um, one of our favorite uh, fire prevention tools will be there, goats. What? You're Ah. kidding. Yeah. Goats are huge for doing wildland fire protection because they don't destroy things. They'll trim everything. So they'll eat everything down to a respectable level so we encourage our homeowners that have a lot of property to bring in goats goats and so i had no idea so we'll have the goat guy there my grandparents had they had a lot of property and they had llamas i suspect that's probably a similar do the same thing yeah Yeah. they just did it because they didn't want to mow the lawn (laughs) you know there's nothing wrong with that because they do a good job of keeping everything trimmed yeah exactly so hold on a second so do a lot of people up there own goats or is there like a like a rental herd (laughs) rental herd rental herd is the way we do it we don't have a lot of people that have goats matter of fact we have nobody has goats anymore we used to 
uh-huh. um, part of the oddities of Immigration Canyon. It's but, an eccentric uh, place. It is. It is. That's why you yeah. live there. That's why I live there. Is, it's cool. You know, because it's it's different. Within a few minutes outside of Salt Lake, you forget that there's a great big city down there below you. Yeah. But uh, we actually have a gentleman from uh, south of, of the uh, valley uh, that rents goats. And he brings them up. And for however long it takes them to clear your property, there you go. You don't have to go mow. Wow. That's amazing. That's incredible. What a great business. I love that so much. (laughs) That is really hilarious. So Camp Costopolis, uh, is it, uh, did you say this Saturday? This Saturday Mm -hmm. at 9 to noon. 9 to noon. Camp Costopolis is not far up Immigration Canyon. It's just, what, a mile or two? Well, if you know where Ruth's Diner is. It's there. It's right next Next stop is Camp Costopolis on the same side of the road. So if you just kind of drive up. Uh, Emigration Canyon will be on the right side. They've got parking and things like that, so you don't have to worry about that. Watch out for the cyclists. Emigration uh, Canyon is huge on cyclists. Huge on cyclists. Especially on a Saturday morning. So uh, enter the canyon with a lot of caution and uh, get up there and enjoy the stuff. It occurs to me, Tyler, that this is really good information for anyone that lives in the foothills. So if Correct. you are up on Ensign Downs, if you're up at the top Upper Avenues, um, Olympus Cove, you know, there are a lot of communities that really could get a lot out of this FireWise program. Yeah, and we encourage everybody. It's not just our community. Even though we're celebrating Immigration Canyon as a community, we encourage anybody that wants to learn about FireWise to come. It's open to the public. Uh, There are several of these uh, events that happen through the summer in the different canyons. We just happen to be the the first one for the season. Mm I encourage everybody to go to as many of them as possible because there will be a lot of information and a lot of knowledgeable people there that you can ask point blank questions about your property. Another nice thing that they're going to bring up is the firefighters use a tool called the simulation table. And what it is is it projects your community onto a table, Um, a visual aid that uses sand in the table that they can actually build your community based off of a Google map, mm-hmm. and then show you what happens when we set a fire here. Here could be your house, could be the bottom of the canyon, and then they can change it up and go, okay, we're going to add humidity, or we're going to take it away, or we're going to add wind, and you can see exactly how fire will roll through your community and how they would fight that fire and where you as a community would need to focus. It's another one of those things that the, the Forest Service is bringing to our event and you're more than welcome to come and get in line and, hey, I'd like to see what happens to my community. Yeah. I've actually seen one of those in action, and it is really cool to see. You know, you get the, all the, you know, topography, and you can see everything of how the fire travels and how quickly it travels over a time span. And, and the table is even uh, accurate enough that they can actually simulate the problems that don't actually – that aren't actually the fire, mm-hmm. as in traffic. Yeah. Wildlife. Oh, you know, uh, yeah. uh, they'll take a canyon that's got a single point of entry, which most of our canyons yeah. have that, and have a car accident and show you what it does to fire responders. Yeah. They will show yeah. you how many trucks can get in there, or worse, what trucks can't get in there. So mm-hmm. now you have to go to an aerial assault, and for those communities that have to pay for that, the bill just went through the roof because yeah. aerial assaults for firefighting are not cheap. No, you're going into hundreds of thousands of dollars per day, I would imagine. Uh, well, talk millions. Yeah. Uh, the lightest piece of aerial equipment is $7,500 an hour. <laughs> so they tried to use that as last resort. 
But when they finally bring a fire boss in, it says, we got to go aerial. Um, the last simulator table I seen, which was about two weeks ago for Salt Lake City's demonstration, the uh, fire boss that was there said, you're looking at millions of dollars a day when we have to go that route. Yeah. Wow. All right. And uh, so do yourselves a favor and prevent a little bit mm-hmm. so that you don't wind up with as big a bill if a fire starts to threaten your neighborhood. You can be protected as much as possible. Yeah. Tyler, this is really interesting yeah, stuff. Yeah, very interesting. Thank you for sharing everything with us. Well, very cool. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. So Saturday, 9 to noon, Camp Castopolis. May Correct. May 20th. There's going to be fun activities, learning. You can't miss us. We'll have all the fire equipment all along the highway that can't get down into the smaller property. Right. Uh, we'll have the police department up there, the fire up there, the wildland forest service. And don't forget, Smokey Bear. Yep, yep. And Sergeant Siren for the kids. Love Smokey Bear. And goats. And goats. Like <laughs> a petting zoo. There you have it. Thank you so much for listening. Now get out there and enjoy your very safe and prevent fire prevention Utah. Thanks for listening.